This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to The Morning Run. It's 9.20, Thursday, the 9th of February. And a quick update on Bursa Malaysia before we look at the consumer sector. Oh, still in the red, still down. Uh, down very marginally, those down by 0.1%. Currently, FBM KLCI is 1,469 points. Year to date, down about 2 now, meanwhile, we turn our attention to the performance of consumer stocks on Bursa Malaysia. It's been pretty much mixed on a year-to-date basis. If we look at the larger capitalization stocks like QL Resources, it's up 7%. And FNN is up a whopping 23%. Wow. But Aeon and Nestle are both down between one5 to 4% year-to-date. Consumer discretionary stocks such as Padini and Bonia have also done well, up 10% and 23% respectively year-to-date. This is relatively surprising given consumer affordability could be a key challenge in 2023 as spending power could be eroded by high inflation and rising interest rates. According to Malaysian Institute of Economic Research or MIER data, the index was below the optimism level of 100 points in second quarter and third quarter of last year, which indicates softening consumer sentiment and a cautious spending stance among Malaysian consumers. However, with budget 2023 around the corner and due to be tabled on February 24th, this may provide a short-term boost to consumer spending if the cash goodies and tax cuts are carried over from the earlier budget in October of last year. With still rising operating costs, inflationary pressures and balance by now, uh, China reopening its borders, what does this then mean for the consumer sector in this country? For some answers, we speak to Shifa Masuri Ismail, Equity Analyst at Hongleong Investment Bank. Now, Shifa, the recent MIER survey excuse me, for the second quarter and third quarter of last year are below 100 and point to softening consumer sentiment. Do you see this sentiment also reflected in the consumer stocks that you cover or is it more apparent in the discretionary space? You're right on this. So far, we are mindful of the downside pressure. Consumer sentiment index still booking below optimism threshold for the second consecutive quarter with 98.4 points in fifth quarter 22. Dampened consumer sentiment reflects the weak perceptions of household financial positions and employment outlook brought by by the expected economic slowdown. Hence, consumers have turned conservative in their spending by tightening their purse strings with monthly retail sales climbing up at a slower pace. Based on a survey conducted by the Malaysian Small and Medium Enterprises Association, most retailers are bracing for a gloomy 2023 with two out of three retailers expecting a drop in both sales and volume. This was on the back of economic uncertainty, the increase in OPR, and the normalization of revenge shopping post-pandemic. We also expecting this to buy into more discretionary space as the disposable income flatter with the expected economic slowdown. Meanwhile, staples that provide basic essential items may fare off better as we expect margin stabilizations with commodity prices trending down post-price hike implemented in 2021 and 2022. Budget 2023 is still widely expected to be people-friendly budget and the Prime Minister has also dismissed the revival of GST. Are you expecting to see more cash handouts and cuts on income tax for the lower and middle income group? And will this filter through to high consumption spending in the short term? In regards to consumer sector specific, we don't expect any major changes from the retabling of Budget 2023 this end of February. We opine that the budget that was tabled by the previous government in November last year was already dubbed as a riot-friendly budget. 
If there's any additional incentive, um, we think that the quantum will be somewhat similar to what was previously tabled. Referencing to the first budget 2023 of cash handout, income tax cut of 2%, coupled with the minimum wage hike would help to ease the burden in this high cost of living environment and partially spur spending in the near term. This would benefit those staples that operate businesses in providing daily necessities such as QL and Nestle under our coverage. Shifa, what's, what are some of the key challenges which will still plague the industry in 2023 and how are the retail players addressing this? Some major challenges that we still think drag the sectors are first, weakening consumer sentiment, secondly, normalization of revenge spending, thirdly, recessionary risks, and fourth, inflation-led declines in real wages and income. We gather that companies under our coverage still maintain its frugal business planning. Despite the cheer from the economic reopening, new challenges remain prominent that causes the rise in costs in doing business. One of the trends we observe across the consumer space is the booming ways businesses try to clinch more spending by adapting to consumer convenience. This could be seen with Mr. Diawa Express, uh, B-Food expansion of drive-thru outlets, focus point strategy of expansion in Komugi street shop concept, and QL addition of family mart mini smart kiosk vending machines. We view that companies that are able to pivot and provide better convenience to consumers will have the upper hand in grabbing the ringgit spent. Shifa, I'm curious, are there any Malaysian consumer companies will, that will actually benefit from China's reopening? We are very bit with the long-awaited reopening as this will be positive for Malaysian consumer companies. The Chinese tourists are not only important in terms of tourist numbers to Malaysia, they are also high-value tourists. Prior to the pandemic, China was the third largest source of tourists to Malaysia after Singapore and Indonesia. However, in terms of contribution to tourist receipts, China ranked higher at second place, owning to their stronger spending power. Between 2017 and 2019, the typical Chinese tourists spend about 600 over ringgit per day in Malaysia, which was about 19 to 72% higher than what the average tourist spent. Under our coverage, we'll see B-Food to benefit greatly from the increase in food traffic in the Starbucks retail outlets, having been the renowned coffee chain among tourists. Additionally, we think that QL would also gain from the more visitors to its convenience chain family mart that provide variety of ready-to-eat food items. What is your call on the sector and topics? We maintain our neutral call on consumer sector with topics tilted towards selective retail names, specifically on Brujaya Food and Focus Point. We retrade our buy call for B Food with target price of $1.31. We are very positive on Starbucks, which continues to grow via new outlet openings and higher sales from active promotions. Secondly, we have favorable outlook on Focus Point with target price of $1.51. Moving forward, uh, management stays focused in expanding both the double pillars of growth, namely optical and FMB segment. Furthermore, we expect the new corporate clients in FMB to contribute sizable earnings to the group bottom line this year. We have been promoting the stocks and glad to see the share price performance, which appreciated 45% year to date. 
we still think it has more leaks to run and looking forward for another stellar result in this reporting season. All right. Thank you for your time. That was Shifa Mazuri Ismail, Equity Analyst at Hong Leong Investment Bank. Now, very quickly, we have a consumer stock that just released their results. Now, it's BAT, British American Tobacco. They posted its straight, second straight decline in quarterly net profit for the fourth quarter. Uh, but these results were actually above street expectations. Yes, with a net profit of around 62 million ringgit compared with 71 million ringgit, the decline was partly due to a one-off prosperity tax of 33%. Earnings per share came in lower at 21 0.6 cent for the fourth quarter compared with 25 cent for the same quarter a year ago. Quarterly revenue down 10%. However, the group declared a fourth interim dividend of 21 cent per share, amounting to 60 million ringgit for the financial year ending 2022. Okay, this stock has done pretty well on a year-to-date basis. It's actually up 10% already. If you look at indicative yield on Bloomberg, it's 7.9%. But the street, not a favourite at the moment. One by seven holes, four sales. Consensus target price for this stock is 11 ringgit and 72 cents. Last time price is actually down 42 cents to 12 ringgit and 38 cents. Up next, of course, we have Ringgit and Cents, where Sim B. Boone speaks to licensed financial planner Joyce Chua of Success Concepts to talk about Working past your retirement age. That's happening after the 9.30am news bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.